This is Franchise Voice, the podcast from the International Franchise Association. I'm Jack Munson, along with today's moderator, Ricky Amos, Executive Director of the IFA Foundation. Hi, Ricky. How are you? I'm great, Jack. How are you doing today? Doing terrific. Before you can introduce your guests, tell us a little bit about the IFA Foundation's mission. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And, you know, you know, the IFA Foundation is really here with a primary mission to just help raise awareness of the franchise business model. You know, you talk to anybody in franchising and they say one of the most important things to do is to spread the word about the power that is franchising and the fact that it is a force for good in communities across the country, around the world, that it's an opportunity for multi-generational wealth creation, oftentimes for people who are first-time business owners. So the, the mission of the foundation as part of the IFA is to promote protect and enhance franchising, particularly to um, veteran communities, minority communities, and underrepresented communities, women, you name it, and everybody else that we want to help make sure that they understand that franchising is a force for good and it's an opportunity for them to to get involved and and realize their small business ownership dreams. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Excellent. And who have you brought with you? Thank you. I would love to introduce, you know, in particular, the conversation we wanted to have this month about the foundation is August is National Black Business Month. And, you know, for those in the IFA family and franchising community who might not necessarily be aware yet that one of the groups that we have within the Foundation's Diversity Institute is the Black Franchise Leadership Council. So we wanted to bring leaders from our Diversity Institute and our Black Franchise Leadership Council, as well as some new faces at the IFA staff who were specifically charged working on diversity initiatives to you know, help talk about what we're doing to support Black business ownership, how we're doing the outreach and education to communities to raise their awareness. So our, our guests today that are gonna be talking with us, well, first we're going to have Ursa Jackson. Ursa is the chair of our Diversity Institute and she is a highly regarded um, franchise attorney. She's also a certified franchise executive, which we consider a pretty big deal here at the IFA. Joining her is going to be Richard Snow, Richard is in the IFA universe, the chair of the Black Franchise Leadership Council. He is in his day job, he is the vice president um, at SBA National Franchise Relationship uh, Manager at Wispus Bank. So this is somebody who knows a lot about some of the major challenges that minorities face in getting involved in franchising, which is accessing capital. Uh, And he brings a lot of his passion and interest to uh, helping us advance our discussions at the Black Franchise Leadership Council. And then joining them as well, I'm really excited to introduce to the IFA community, David Smith. We are throwing David into the deep end of the pool very quickly. He is our new Senior Manager of Diversity Programs at the International Franchise Association Foundation. And I'm looking forward to introducing everybody to him and how he's going to help us meet our goals. All right. So with that in mind, so Ursa, we're going to come and talk with you first. You are the chair, the distinguished chair of the um, IFA Foundation's Diversity Institute. You are a member of the IFA board um, and the IFA Foundation board. So you have a long track record of service to the franchising community related to diversity. But you know, one thing we always love to talk about in franchising is everybody's individual journey. You know, Can you take a few minutes, tell everybody a little bit more about yourself and your own words and in your connection and, and journey in franchising? 
Thank you, Ricky. It is an honor to assemble for this conversation. Uh, so my journey into franchising really started about 25 years ago. Uh, my mentor at my law firm was in franchising. Uh, so I would tag along with her uh, to franchising events, uh, eventually got to the International Franchise Association's annual convention early on. Um, I, could, I say I got the franchise bug early. Um, as I learned more about franchising and how the model worked, it was really amazing that, you know, when it works well, it's a win-win. But what I did notice was that there was room for diversifying franchising many years ago. So I began the journey years ago, even before the Diversity Institute was even envisioned, uh, there was a Minorities in Franchising Committee. So I would get involved with conversations, assembling, kind of informally meeting, um, and lo and behold, as the interest in DEI uh, grew, the Diversity Institute was born. Uh, so I served on the board for a number of years and eventually uh, moved into the role of the chair of the Diversity Institute. I am just so excited about all of the great work of the Diversity Institute, but that's really my journey. I enjoy teaching about franchising, exposing new communities to franchising. I mean, that's certainly my sweet spot. So kind of in a nutshell, Ricky, that's how I got here. That's fantastic, Arsa. And I, I concur. That is definitely a sweet spot for you. I always, I know how much everybody always enjoys hearing your perspective about franchising. You know, so let's talk specifically about Diversity Institute. You know, when we were talking about the mission of the foundation, you know, Diversity Institute, the way I kind of describe it, it, it you know, two really key tracks. You know, across the foundation, you know, track number one is how are we reaching out to potential entrepreneurs, potential franchisees, introduce them to franchising and in the diversity institute space, particularly among communities of color and other, other underrepresented communities. And then track number two is how are we talking to IFA members, the franchising community at large, because you know, so many members are saying, I want to improve my diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative. How can I do that? What do the best practices look like? How can I meet more diverse candidates and bring them into our, our universe? So from your role as the Diversity Institute Chair, can you talk a little bit about what we're leaning into to you know, both like today and then tomorrow about where we're growing and driving things to help bring these communities together to achieve greater impact um, among diverse ownership in franchising? You bet, Ricky. Um, uh, some of the things that we have done is focused on what are some of the barriers to entry for diverse candidates. Uh, number one and two on the list is sort of education, kind of lack of knowledge about franchising, and also access to capital. So many of our educational initiatives are geared towards uh, first introducing franchising and also uh, touching on access to capital. How do we close that gap? So in doing that, we've, uh, we've commissioned a number of educational series doing just that, uh, where we've assembled uh, our member companies, we've assembled successful franchisors, successful diverse franchisees, to have those conversations because we think at the forefront is making sure when we're taking our educational pieces out, that we are reaching the audiences that we need to reach. As you pointed out, Ricky, we have sort of this external focus. So in doing that, we reach out to external groups as well. We've partnered with organizations like the uh, US Black Chamber 
to reach its membership. There are tons of synergies. We know that there are other groups and organizations out there that we can partner with. We continue to talk to other groups about how we might partner externally. Um, I don't want to steal Richard's thunder, but we are working on something with the, um, the U.S. Black Chamber. I'll let Richard talk more about that. But those are just some of the things that we're doing externally. Um, we have also put together panels. Uh, one of the things that I would love to just spend a brief moment talking about, and that is our diversity DEI summit that we did at this year's convention. That was an opportunity to bring member companies together from a number of industries to talk about some of the exciting things that are going on. I always say the IFA is great with best practices sharing and DEI should be no different. We assembled some of our large uh, companies, small companies, they all talked about how they were leaning in, reaching out, diversifying their base of franchisees, their employees, suppliers, all of that is critical. So we got great feedback from the summit that we did but we also have assembled member companies to talk about in smaller groups, sort of some of those critical conversations. How can we be a resource and our member companies be resources to each other to share what's working in the space? So we've assembled some of those conversations. Um, and we uh, love to identify additional partners going forward. So we know that it's going to take a village for us to move the needle. Uh, so we are pulling together resources internally with our member companies externally with some of those groups that I just mentioned. And we all know if we work together, we're going to be able to move the needle, but it really takes a village. Those comments are said, in fact, actually the other bumper sticker I was writing down for myself as we were talking about these very things, right? was, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I always think about that concept a lot within our, our Diversity Institute community because I think that very much characterizes kind of our philosophy uh, collectively about how to really address systemic challenges, education, resources, and awareness. You know, I think a big part of what we're trying to do from the IFA side is, is to be that hub, right? How do we bring together the members with the commitment? How do we bring together the partners who have access to the communities of people that we want to reach? And then how do we talk to the communities about franchising and, and help them understand pathways um, and opportunities to move forward? You know, so because with that, it's a, a win, 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 win for all of us as we're, as we're getting involved there. And so that makes me think I want to bring in Richard here in particular, because, you know, when I think about the Diversity Institute and some of the unique ways, particularly in the past year and a half that we've been trying to you know, bring this kind of concept to life. One of the really, I think, exciting ways that we're all doing that is through the collection of affinity groups that the Diversity Institute is home to. You know, so in particular, with August being National Black Business Month, we wanted to particularly focus on the Black Franchise Leadership Council, uh, you know, because this has been a really active community in helping us to you know, do as you were saying, Ursa, right? Bring people together to share resources and insight, provide mentoring and networking within the, the community, but then also to help elevate and talk about challenges that are facing people on all sides of the equation. Because again, our shared goal is to increase uh, minority ownership, career paths, and, and, and the like within um, and in 
the spirit of August, the Black business community. So Richard, let's bring you into the mix um, and, you know, talk a little bit about the Black Franchise Leadership Council's work. But before we do that, like with Ursa, I always like to hear a little, what's your story? What kind of, how, what led your journey to, to being with us here today briefly? So um, I've been in the financing industry, the banking and financing industry for over 18 years. Uh, around about the May 2016, uh, started with a company, uh, Benetrends Financial, where Benetrends is in the franchising funding space. And so that kind of exposed me to this world of franchising. It was always dealing with commercial uh, business opportunities, business financing, but then it brought in this world of franchising. So I think that was my first um, exposure to the catching what Ursa stated, the bug of franchising. And then in the midst of that, I began to um, identify and I met um, some of the founding members of the Diversity Institute that spoke to the Diversity Institute board, uh, introduced me to the International Franchise Association, and I was able to see the rich history since um, 1962, being uh, the IFA being an advocacy for um, franchisors and franchisees, um, and wanted to be a part of that from a diversity standpoint. So I was able to um, had a conversation in the past uh, with um, Miriam and then Ursa, um, and I was able to come out to DC um, as a guest to at one of the Diversity Institute board meetings, and uh, pretty much you know changed my franchising life. Uh, got to meet Ursa and some other people that were just excited about diversity and supporting diverse candidates in the Zorn Z space. Um, and from that standpoint, uh, began to support in that focus, that mission. Uh, and, and around about two years ago, we started the Black Franchise Leadership Council. I'm honored to be able to chair that organization, but it's not so much just of me chairing, it's a group of leaders uh, working together passionately for this purpose. So let's kind of give you some background uh, regarding how I, um, quote unquote, uh, was bitten by the franchise bug. I love it. Um, you know, so now let's let's talk about the Black Franchise Leadership Council. You know, I think universally what everybody who who intersects with with you and your leadership in the in the Black Franchise Leadership Council, you always get us so excited and you always get us your passion is is so um motivating for all of us. So I always love to hear in your words, you know, when you talk with IFA members and those in franchising about the role and purpose of the Black Franchise Leadership Council and the goals that we're running toward, you know, can you can you tell the IFA community about the importance of the Black Franchise Leadership Council? Absolutely. So um, when, we, when we begin to have the conversation about the Black Franchise Leadership Council and the role that it will play within the IFA, we said, well, what was our, what is our mission? What are we going to focus on? Uh, and many times organizations create missions, but we want to focus on what is the problem that franchisees and franchisors are facing. So we started it from the lens of identifying what is the problem. And that problem will allow us to be our guiding light on how to begin to create a solution. So first, first we wanted to focus on promoting awareness understanding and access to franchise opportunities for black entrepreneurs. The awareness is because within the community, many times there's a, a, a lack of knowledge of these opportunities to take advantage. Sometimes it's not always capital, but sometimes the opportunity, understanding the opportunity that's there, understanding the industry, 
many times within the community when you don't understand, you get sticker shock by hearing the cost to buy uh, a franchise brand and you become discouraged. But when you begin to break down how it is, the funding aspect of what you need, that begins to give you uh, and makes it more palatable. And then the access, understanding that it's organizations like the BFLC, the Diversity Institute, the IFA Foundation and the IFA here to support that there is a community of people that's willing to help you take that quote unquote leap of faith or to gain that understanding. Um, and then our second point is to create and maintain um, an organizational culture where inclusion, diversity and creativity are valued. So if you, if you look at the growth and I remember the date of 1962 and where we're at this um, explosion and then this awareness wrapped around diversity from the Black Franchise Leadership Council, uh, Latino, Pride, Veteran, you know, this is this is recent. So now there's now uh, what Ricky states, we're creating this culture and no pun intended, we're here expressing our voice. So each one of those affinity groups is a voice of, uh, of that particular culture within the franchising industry. And when you have a voice, therefore you have community. And then the education piece, um, educating Zor, Zs, um, suppliers, and the community as a whole. Because many times, even from the Zor standpoint, they want to know how to work from, work with their executives in regards to develop, developing diversity programs. Disease, more black entrepreneurs, uh, minority entrepreneurs coming into that pipeline. How can you attract those individuals? What makes it more palatable to them? And then suppliers such as myself, knowing that there are suppliers and vendors and funders, uh, find, uh, funders and SBA professionals that will support you in developing that community. And then creating that exchange, making sure it's not one time. The one thing I think is a beauty that we've done here at the IFA, that it, we are not a shot in the, in the vein. This is not one time. This is sustained disruption, sustained engagement, so we can reach a quantifiable result. So when I, and I talk about the mission, uh, I literally go from those points and speak to how we plan how we are currently executing and, and what it will look like within the future when, you know, everybody on this discussion, you know, moves on and the new crop of leaders come and take it over. We're creating something that can sustain the test of time. Um, as we say, say if they, as they say in the one book, going from good to great. And that, that, that is our goal. I, that's fantastic, Richard. I, I love how ambitious we are, right? And I love that we're stating these really, um, these really big goals that we're that we're driving toward. And I think one thing I wanted to make sure, because I I felt I'd be remiss if we don't say it while while we're talking about our affinity groups, is very much how the culture within the affinity groups at the Foundation and Diversity Institute is that all are welcome at our table, right? I know I I know we've always said we want everybody in franchising to come and be a part of this conversation. And, you know, like you're saying, we're building communities to support and network, but they aren't closed communities. These are 100% open and inclusive committees or communities in our hopes to practice what we preach. We are all working together toward, toward these goals. So where I want to take us next then is 
So let's talk about what it's looking like in reality. So what are members seeing and how can they get involved? So you know, when they start to see the sea of emails coming through, how can we help them understand um, you know, how we are operationalizing and executing these ideas in, in programming? So what's the Black Franchise Leadership up to on the calendar and how can people get involved? So excellent. So coming up on the calendar, we have the Congressional Black Caucus Issues Forum um, that is taking place uh, September the 30th. And we will be on the panel discussion from 10 to 11. And during that discussion, we will focus on the topics that I just spoke about around, wrapped around community partnership, um, educational outreach, access to capital. And you'll have individuals on that panel that can address each one of those particular topics. We'll also have oversight by URSA um, to speak to the metrics and the data that is out there in regards to the um, Black entrepreneurs within the franchise industry. Um, she's going to also give her a review on the study we had through Oxford Economics to speak of the current state of the industry as it uh, and how it affects minorities, and then speak to what different brands are out there currently doing um, to make that difference, to uh, create that hedge, to create that change so we can boost the uh, percentage of ownership um, in the franchisee index out there. So that's the, at the Congressional Black Caucus. We want everybody to come out and join us, be a part of the forum, to listen to the, to listen to the issues and listen to some of the solutions that are taking place. Um, we also have coming up um, the IFA um, the, IF, the IFA leadership conference in DC where we will be highlighting um, the awardees from the Open for Opportunity Roadshow. The Open for Opportunity Roadshow is a roadshow where we go out and where we're not just talking about our diversity, equity, and inclusion um, strategy. We're actually going out and building these partnerships in these cities, such as Miami and Atlanta and the one we had in Philadelphia. And there's one upcoming here um, in Maryland. So that's a, that's a way that we come out and we can engage face-to-face -face within those communities and create insight to the impact, the economic impact of franchising, but also the diversity impact of franchising and how we can create partnerships to facilitate that even more. And we have so many examples of success of that taking place. Um, and to end out the year um, for the Black Franchise Leadership Council, uh, we will be having an end of the year, um, some form of meeting, celebration, and edu educational um, component just to end out and thank those individuals that have supported us. Now, ways that you can get engaged with us. Um, one, um, we have David Smith here. He's one of the primary point of contacts. Uh, for all of our affinity channels where you can reach out directly to him. And I'm pretty sure at the end of this broadcast, there'll be some form of email or contact point. Uh, we also have a QR code out there where you can list your interests and how do you want to be involved. And we'll say some of the best ways to be involved is selecting a committee to be a part of. So we have four committees. And by design, those four committees, committees are wrapped around the four problems or issues that need solutions. So community partnership, 
Um, that's our partnerships with other organizations such as the U.S. Black Chamber or Black Enterprise or ICABA, these organizations that we're partnering with that are all have identical um, missions or the HBCU Partnership Challenge. And these are organizations we're partnering with because instead of being divided, let's be engaged and together. And we can go far together, as Ricky mentioned. Uh, we have our marketing and outreach um, committee. That's where we spread the word. We get the message out there and we try to work with other platforms that's helping to push the message. We have our education and learning. Our education and learning is wrapped around creating educational programming to create more understanding and more clarity um, clarity in regards to the topics of franchising. So we recently had one where we partnered with the Delaware Black Chamber of Commerce um, and we had the franchisee of the year uh, from Marco's Pizza. Uh, we, and we had um, uh, an attorney speak to the FDD and their journey within the franchising space. Um, and then um, the last one is access to capital, where we focus on the different funding strategies that are out there, and we guide those individuals through those strategies. And we recently had one um, that Jack spearheaded with, um, with the Opportunity Financing Network um, and also some financial professionals to speak more to other ways to get the financing needed um, for your um, startup franchise opportunity or your acquisition or resale. So those are some ways um, what we're doing out there from a, a plan standpoint and how you can engage with us. That's great. Thank you so much, Richard. You know, and I know one of the things we love to do as part of this podcast, as you mentioned, was to make sure as part of the, the show notes and details, we can provide links to some of the great content that the Black Franchise Leadership Council has provided from an educational space, a link for an opportunities for people to get signed up and connected, as well as David's contact information. So you can, you know, if all else fails, I say to everybody, you know, you don't necessarily have to think about exactly where you need to land. Just reach out to us. We'll get you plugged into the right place. So with that in mind, let me bring in David as that person that can be the, the hub and the connector for the, um, the franchise community into the Black Franchise Leadership Council Diversity Institute and our other groups. So David, everybody who knows me knows how excited I am to have you on board to join the um, and drive us toward these diversity goals that we have. So as a reminder to those who are listening, David is our newest addition to the IFA Foundation staff. He is our Senior Manager of Diversity Programs. Um, his job is to come in and, and be that day-to-day -day hand who's going to help the affinity groups and the Diversity Institute, uh, you know, kind of put our goals into action, help us reach out and talk to more more communities be at the expos and talking about the institute and talking to opportunity seekers and then helping to connect with all of our nonprofit partners we are connecting with and make sure that they're getting plugged in and we're getting the conversation going so david your your franchising bug is just getting started here but can you take a few minutes and tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey to join us today Sure. Um, yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast today. I'm very excited to be a part of this conversation. Um, my experience primarily has been in the minority business space. Um, I've spent uh, several years working at different trade associations um, that all pretty much advocated for um, minority business development um, in one way or another. Um, so first, um, starting at the U.S. Black Chamber, uh, which is great to know that IFA has already built a relationship there. 
Um, spent several years there um, kind of growing that organization, meeting Chamber of Commerce leaders, um, meeting business owners and understanding um, the, the challenges that they were facing. Um, and was able to build a lot of strong relationships and, and get a sense of, of minority entrepreneurs' concerns uh, at that time. Um, and then next followed by the National Community Reinvestment Coalition, where I worked primarily with banks and nonprofit organizations in the southern region of the country um, on access to capital issues. Um, from affordable housing to small business development, uh, we were working to uh, leverage banking resources to attract capital to communities of color and underserved um, communities. And then most recently uh, was at the National Association of Investment Companies, uh, which is the trade association for diverse owned private equity firms and hedge funds. Uh, their members are private equity firms or hedge funds that are ran by women or people of color. And so with that experience, I, I felt like this was just a great next opportunity to learn about franchising, especially uh, with the Diversity Institute, um, because I, I would be able to leverage some of the experience that I've already had um, and meet new people and, and kind of get a sense of what the franchising business model really looks like. Um, I've, I've met some successful franchisees in the past and um, just want to really dive in and learn a lot more. So I'm happy to be here and, and thanks for this opportunity. Well, I think after hearing a little bit more about your background, everybody's going to understand why I'm excited to have you on board and that expertise that you bring to the table. You know, and I know you're relatively new and into your role, but I know we've already talked about what you see being some of the big goals that we can drive toward in the coming years. And so I, as I know, we're coming close on time here. I just wanted to hear every, everybody to have a minute to hear you kind of comment on like where you see some of the big opportunities that we're going to be driving toward kind of wrapping around the content and the ideas from Ursa and Richard that have already shared today too. Yeah, I mean, mainly education has been a theme that I've heard from all of our committee members. Um, we want to get the word out um, broadly. So we're looking to, to reach new audiences and expand our reach beyond who we've traditionally worked with. And so a lot of the work that I'll be trying to do is forging new partnerships um, within uh, different diverse communities um, and different diverse led organizations to kind of let them know that entrepreneurship and franchising and specifically, specifically isn't um, something to be forgot. I feel like a lot of entrepreneur um, organizations focus on, um, you know, starting your own business and growing that. Uh, but franchising is often another way to start your own business, but maybe even easier um, when you really consider how to be successful in the space. Uh, and so, yeah, looking to to partner and, and work with organizations to help broaden our voice and strengthen our voice in the industry. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how all of this comes together in the coming years as we are coming to a close. I think, you know, when I'm kind of wrapping up some thoughts, you know, a couple key things always jump out to me when we're talking here, right? This is education, education, education. Our job at the foundation through Diversity Institute is just being relentless ambassadors on behalf of the positive impact of the franchise business model and getting out and talking to whomever we can, wherever we can, whenever we can to help spread that message. So I think a, a call to action that we always leave with our with our membership is to say, 
you know, look, we always rely a lot on our members. Our members are deeply connected in the community um, and as part of the Black Franchise Leadership Council and Diversity Institute space. And, um, you know, I know David and I would say we would love to hear more from our members about the relationships that you have and entities and organizations that you could connect us to where you think we can, you know, we can come and share that story and message about franchising. So, you know, please reach out to us and let us know about that. You know, we really do want to encourage all of our members to get involved in our affinity groups, you know, contact David, tell us your stories, introduce us to your franchisees who have these great journeys as well. As Richard was talking about with the Open for Opportunity campaign, Diversity Institute and the Foundation have a really big role in, in trying to make sure that we are amplifying those stories. So, you know, we'd love to hear from our members what it is that you're doing, challenges you're trying to address. And as we keep building all of this educational programming and external outreach, we want to find ways to get our members plugged in. So there's a lot coming down the pike that we're going to be really excited to keep talking about on, on this podcast. So as we close out, I want to say a huge thank you to Ursa, our chair of Diversity Institute, Richard, the chair of our Black Franchise Leadership Council, David, who's going to be the glue that holds us all together and keeps marching forward, um, and Jack for hosting us and giving us an opportunity to bring this story out to our members. We always appreciate the forum. And so thank you for giving us the time today. Thank you, Ricky, and thanks to everyone for listening to Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association. Join us September 19th through the 21st at the IFA Leadership Summit and Franchise Action Network Annual Meeting in Washington, D.C. For more information, please visit franchise.org.